calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Morning, Bridget. Hi, girls. Why are you all looking at me like that? Ugh, is my dress tucked into my underwear? You have a delivery on your desk. I head over to the desk I've claimed for myself and find a red tin with Ben's cookies printed on top and a card tucked underneath. I open the lid and the smell of fresh-baked cookies wafts out. The exact ones I've been desperate to try. My mind races as I try to figure out who sent them. My sisters as a good luck gift? Mark trying to win me back? Or maybe, could they be from Rami? I open the card and it says, I'm an idiot for not saying it sooner, but I'm crazy about you. Why are you smiling like that? Oh, they're from a lad, aren't they? I don't know, actually. The card isn't signed. A secret admirer. Oh, how romantic. I can't wait to me holiday in Barcelona. If I don't get a proper ride from a sexy Spaniard, I'll be fuming. I look at my phone, and Oliver sent me a text message. Did you get them? Wait, the cookies are from Oliver? I text back just to make sure. Are these from you? Of course. Who else would they be from? Oh, my God. I'm so touched that he remembered I said I wanted to try these. But also, I had no idea Oliver had those kind of feelings for me. And... I guess maybe I didn't even let myself think about the possibility with him. I'd been thinking of him as out of my league, so I didn't even think he'd go for someone like me. But this isn't high school anymore. Why not me? I have to find him. Where's Oliver? He's over at the studio, having it out with Bert again. Apparently, Bert thinks Birdie is stealing his airtime. So he painted a red line on the floor of the set. So Birdie can't talk to his contestants. Bridget, I've got to run over there. I've got to, um, uh, help him figure that out. I'll be on set if you need me. Three Mill Studio in East London. And hurry! All right, miss. I feel like a rom-com heroine as we speed through the streets of London. And stoplight is both more exciting and agonizing. Is this insane? Am I absolutely crazy to consider starting something with someone from work again? You numpty! You absolute bellend! But screw it! I'm here to find love, right? And Oliver and I have been having so much fun. 
Plus, isn't your person supposed to be your best friend? We work so well together. It's like we have a head start already. Oliver must be who the psychic was talking about. Here you go. This is too much, miss. Keep it. Spend it on someone you love. Daft Americans. Always one brick short. Over my dead body. Well, Bert, we have to make sure we can't see the line on camera. Here, let's try... Casey, my goodness. Are you all right? I... I just needed to see you. Can I talk to you alone? Of course. Back in five, everyone. And Connor, would you take a look and see if you can somehow make this red paint less... red? Here, have some water. Now, what's all this about? Oliver, I'm crazy about you two. And I didn't think we would work as a couple before, but... Well, why not? Clearly we get along, and I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about you. You know, that way. I'm only here for five more weeks, so let's stop wasting time. Oliver, will you go on a date with me? Wow, I... Goodness, apart from that one mix-up with Princess Michael of Kent, I don't think I've ever been asked out before. This feels like an episode of Streetmate. And I admit, I was feeling a bit jealous of all those men you were going off on dates with. We do seem to get along swimmingly, and we'd look fantastic together in photos. Why don't we give it a go? Oliver is aiming his dazzling smile straight at me, and this all just feels so right. If he never sent me those cookies, we would have wasted so much more time. Suddenly, everything clicks into place. I'm on an adventure in a new country with a big, important job, and now I'm going out with the most charming man in the world. I haven't felt this excited about my life in... Well, a very long time. Thank you, Madam Geneva. Oh, by the way, what did you think of the promos? What promos? The rough cuts I emailed you earlier? Oh, I haven't even watched them yet. Got a bit caught up in the moment. My adorable little crunchy nut. Should we get back to sorting out our bird and birdie situation then? Quiet on the set, please. Pop Cuisine, Episode 2, Take 1. Rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pop Cuisine. It's Mollusk Week. I'm your host, Bert Baker, and this is my lovely co-host, a lobster. Much less of a tart than your own co-host, eh, Bert? What in the bloody hell? Cut! What seems to be the problem? That was comedy gold. But we've talked about this. First of all, a lobster isn't even a mollusk. Where did you even get that? I brought it from home. Well, more importantly, you can't replace your wife with a lobster. You can do whatever you want in your own bedroom. But on my set, you play by my rules. All right? Fine. All right, let's go again. Episode two, take two. Rolling... Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pop Cuisine. It's Mollusk Week here at PQ, and we can't wait to see what our chefs will cook up for us. I'm your host, Bird Baker, and this is my lovely co-host, Birdie Baker. Last week, we unfortunately had to say goodbye to Wolfgang, but we still have four incredible chefs competing for our grand prize. Let's pop round and get to know them a bit better. 
Yes, we can have a chat while we ask each one of them a trivia question to win an additional five minutes of time on the clock. Shall we? Let's start with you, Sophia. What is the layer of tissue that covers the mass of a mollusk cord? Right. Uh, easy enough. That's got to be the shell, yeah? That's incorrect. It's called... The... This can't be right, Oliver. It says it's called a fleshy mantle. Isn't that a sex thing? I believe that's when a gentleman wears a lady's private bits as a hat. I never knew that had an actual name. Oliver, are you trying to embarrass me? I won't stand for it. That's what it's called, Bert. No, I'm quite sure it's not. Should we take a break and we can look it up? We did look it up, Bert. We're already headed for overages since you were three hours late this morning. That's how long it takes to look good when I'm forced to wear green. Oh, it's not that bad, love. You just need a bit of a tan, I'd say. Bert, please just stick to the cards, okay? Back at it, everyone. And rolling. Unfortunately, Sophia, that's incorrect. It's apparently called the fleshy mantle. Bit slaggy to have your fleshy mantle hanging out in the wind for all to see, innit? But then, I'm not one to judge. Next up, we have Nanny Edith, our resident pie expert. Nanny Edith, which of these are not a mollusk? A slug, an octopus, or teniopedis? Is it the octopus, then? Wrong. The correct answer is teniopedis. <laughs> As I learned at my doctor's appointment last month, that's the Latin term for athlete's foot. Oh, but could you not? I just wanted the folks at home to know that I work out. I can bench ten kilograms. Rabina, let's head over to you. Can you tell us which is the largest mollusk of all? I believe that's the giant squid. Correct. You've won yourself five extra minutes on the clock. I'll have to thank my oldest son for that. He just turned seven and he's absolutely obsessed with sea creatures. Well, you better hope we're not cooking with one of those big boys today. The largest squid on record was over 1,800 kilograms. Bet you couldn't bench that, Bert. Well, only because it would be slippery. I saw you checking out my biceps earlier. All right, then. Tom, feeling lucky today? Feeling nervous is more like it. Tom, some oysters alternate their gender based on the season or water temperature. What is this phenomenon called? Sounds a lot like Martini is, if I'm being honest. Gender is a construct, after all. Let's see, um... I believe it's called ambisexual. Correct. Five minutes on the clock for Tom. Well done, old chap. Wait, do you think I look old? I told the makeup woman I needed a contour. Stick around after the commercial break when we reveal the ingredients our chefs will be cooking with today. Pop cuisine, where we're full of fun facts and scrummy snacks. Cut. And we're out. Everyone take 20 while we reset for the cooking challenge.
Hi friends, Rachel here. I'm one of the co-creators of Romcom Pods, and I just wanted to share a new project that I've been working on. It's produced by Pod People and Diversion Audio, and it's called The Royals of Malibu. If you like Romcom Pods, you will definitely like this. Here's a little taste. I'm Alyssa McKay, star of the new podcast, The Royals of Malibu. I play Ella, a sex worker just trying to survive when I get swept away to the wealth and the drama of Malibu. Are you ready to get wild tonight? I like your skirt. <laughs> you know, you can like something without touching it. You don't want me to touch you? <gasps> you are a total psycho! You've made the biggest mistake of your life, Ella Sinclair. What kind of brother are you anyway, huh? I'm not the parent here. I should have never let you out of my sight. I'm going to take care of you, okay? Will Ella find a happily ever after ending? Or will these rich kids destroy her? You've never heard a podcast like this before. Fall in love with the Royals of Malibu on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm walking back to set from the bathroom when suddenly I'm pulled into a closet I'd never noticed before. <laughs> Oliver! Hello, you. Oh my god, you scared me. Fancy seeing you here. Yes, I just felt a magnetic pull into this... What is this place? Supply closet. I've half a mind stay hidden in here with you and the staplers and let the show collapse into complete chaos. It couldn't possibly get any more chaotic. Is there an escape hatch to Narnia in here? Or to anywhere Bert and Bertie don't exist? <laughs> so, for tonight. Tonight. Are we still on for dinner, then? Of course. Oliver's eyes sparkle mischievously at me in the dim light. He is so damn cute! I look him up and down, taking in his finely tailored suit and his blue gingham shirt, unbuttoned at the collar... I am going on a date with this perfect man tonight. Hell, I might even make out with him tonight. Heat zips down my stomach just at the thought of kissing him. Are you checking me out, Miss Reed? What if I am? Well, I'd like that, because I happened to notice your bum in those jeans earlier, and I quite like the look of it. I can feel myself grinning like a sappy, loved-up idiot. I am the total opposite of playing it cool right now. I just can't believe this gorgeous, funny man chose me. Meet there at eight? Sure, I can't wait. Oh, good. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Nothing. We were just having a meeting. Oh, please. You've been making eyes at each other all day. But don't worry. Your secret's safe with Aunt Birdie. Now, you two didn't notice anyone else in here, did you? Just us. Pretty sure we would have noticed a third. It's just that this is my and Connor's special closet. Connor? Like the grip Connor? Oh, is that his nickname? Well, he is good with his hands. No, no. That's his job. He's a grip. Birdie, can we have some privacy? Oh, sure, darling. If you see Connor, tell him I'll be waiting for him in the handicapped bathroom. But don't you two even think about stealing that spot. That's ours. Wouldn't dream of it. Birdie and Connor? 
God help us if Bert finds out. And hopefully she won't tell anyone she found us. I don't even think she registered it as odd. If the rumors are true, she has a fling of her own on every set. Can't imagine that's great for her marriage. Too right. But then Bert is far from innocent himself. All right then, back to the grind. We can pick this back up tonight, Miss Reed. Izzy, hi. Oh, finally, you are hard to catch. I was worried you'd already be asleep. Where are you? I'm in an Uber. I'm actually on my way to dinner. Oh, with the cute chef you were sightseeing with? Is he there? Let me talk to him. No, it's a different guy, actually. You minx, I love it. Tell me everything. Is he the one? Madame Geneva was right. Oh my God, I knew it. (laughs) Slow down. It's just a first date. And where did you meet him? Well... Uh-oh. Not... Uh-oh. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You remember me telling you about Oliver, the very charming UK showrunner? Casey, please don't tell me you're dating your boss again. He's not my boss. Technically, I'm a consultant, and I report directly to the network. All right, I wasn't planning on this. It just happened. Just be careful, okay? Think of how this turned out last time. I am being careful. God, I thought you'd be happy for me. I am happy for you. In fact, I have news. I found a deal on some cheap flights, and Sarah's going to leave the kids with Jeremy because... We're coming to visit. Come visit here? London? Duh! Next week! We get there on Saturday. We figured, how often is our sister on an all-expenses-paid work trip to another country? It's basically our sisterly duty to come crash on your couch and reenact winning London. The Olsen twins movie? Wasn't that about Model UN? Okay, so not that part. Ooh, can we go to Dishoom? Sure. I'll see if I can get a reservation. You don't sound very excited. No, no, it's not that. I'm just, um, surprised. So, I guess I'll get to see about this Oliver guy for myself. I guess so. suggested a restaurant opening for our first date, I was picturing a cozy, candlelit dinner at a yet-to-be-discovered gem. I was not expecting, well, this absolute scene. 
We haven't even made it inside yet, and I can already tell this place is mayhem. Through the fogged up windows, I can see it's standing room only, and the sound of techno music wafts out to us on the sidewalk. The clientele is chic, and most of the women look like they haven't enjoyed an actual meal in years. Maybe I'm just hangry, but this seems more like a circus than a dining experience. All right, gents, that's enough for tonight. What? What's that? How did they even know your name? Oh, when I worked on Smash Island, I got close with some of the cast. We'd go out for drinks after we wrapped, you know? So you're like famous? <laughs> oh no, adjacent at best. Let's go in, shall we? How's I'll ever be? You're tearing this? Uh, no, thank you. Uh, what is this place? Some kind of Norwegian Caribbean fusion, I believe. Polly, my man! Rick, mate, you alright? This is my new American colleague, Casey. Hi! Bloody good to see you, mate. It's been a while. We make our way from one group of people to the next, all of whom seem to know Oliver. To be fair, he tries to introduce me to everyone we meet, but the din of the crowd makes it impossible for me to catch anyone's name. Coconut crusted herring, miss. I'm good, thanks. After an hour of this, I've about had it with smiling politely while people chat directly into Oliver's ear. And I'm hungry. I had a late lunch in anticipation of what was pitched to me as, quote, an unmissable dining experience. And so far, all I've been offered is herring six different ways. Do you want to go somewhere where we can hear each other? Maybe get some actual dinner? Oh, are you not having a good time? Not really. Right, of course. Let's dash then. Oh my god, my ears are ringing. It was so loud in there. I'm sorry you didn't like it. I just thought this would be a bit of a lark. Did you try some of the tropical herring with mango salsa? It was quite good, actually. And I know you have an interest in up-and-coming chefs, so I thought... No, it was a sweet idea. Really. Um, but maybe we could go somewhere a little quieter? Right. I don't know this area all that well, but I'd wager there must be a pub or a restaurant nearby. Let's see if we can turn the night around, then. He offers me his arm and we head towards the traffic signal up ahead, where this side street intersects with the main road. With his free hand, Oliver pulls out his phone and starts scrolling on Google Maps, looking for something close by. Hmm. Let's try a left here. We're in an industrial neighborhood in southeast London, surrounded by warehouses. There's not another soul in sight, or any sign of a pub for that matter. After walking for 20 minutes, we don't seem to be getting any closer to civilization. But Oliver pulls up short in front of a darkened building. Bollocks. I think this might be a restaurant supply shop, not an actual restaurant. Oh, uh, well, whatever it is, it's definitely closed. Oh, dear, I've probably mucked this up, haven't I? But it's early yet. We could head back towards mine and grab a bite round there. I pull out my phone and see that it's 10.23. It took me at least 40 minutes in an Uber to get here in the first place. Add to that, I live across town from Oliver. This night may not be salvageable. Well... Please don't say no. Let me redeem myself. Uh, I don't want to, but we have such an early call time tomorrow, and I'd have to go all the way back home after dinner. Well, please don't think me too forward, but... You're welcome to stay at mine. 
I have a very comfortable and rather large bed. We could even put a pillow down the middle to make sure I behave. <laughs> Bertie would have a field day if I show up in the same clothes tomorrow. Maybe we should just take a rain check? He pouts, which looks charming and boyish on him. Then he reaches out and puts his hand on my hip, pulling me gently towards him. He glances at me silently, asking if this is okay. This is more than okay. I take a step closer and he pulls me the rest of the way until our bodies are flush against each other. I look up at him with anticipation. Well, could we at least have a goodnight kiss then? His lips find mine. The kiss starts gently, and then he slowly builds the intensity as he feels me respond. He reaches up and tangles a strong hand in my hair, pulling me in closer and deepening the kiss. His ridiculously chiseled jawline is clean-shaven, and his aftershave smells delicious and expensive. He gently bites my lower lip, and his tongue slowly parts my lips and begins to explore. <sighs> Clearly he's good at this. Oi, miss! Is this man bothering you? We jump apart as if we've just been doused with cold water. Wait, is he talking to me? Miss! Uh, officer, everything is fine here. If it's all the same to you, I'd like to hear it from the lady. We've had a rash of assaults in this area the past few months. Oh! Oh my god! No, no, no. I'm fine. Nothing like that. We're fine. Everything's fine. All right, then. You two be careful. You two. I mean, thank you. Uh, good night, officer. <laughs> Are you sure you don't need some comfort after that excitement? Believe me, it's tempting. But I think we'd better call it a night. Right then. I won't pretend I'm not a bit gutted. But I'm also a gentleman. Let's call you an Uber. Rom-Com Pods was created by Becca Freeman and Rachel King. Showmance was written, directed and executive produced by Becca Freeman and Rachel King. Showmance was also produced by Skylar Samuels and Mayank Bater. We had production help from Samantha Reed and Alison Castanguay is our editor. Sound design by Daniel Brunel and Shane Hendrickson. Mix and theme song by Daniel Brunel. Our casting director is Mayank Bater. Showmance was produced in partnership with Pod People. In this episode of Showmance, Casey is played by Skylar Samuels. Oliver is played by Jack Turner. Bridget is played by Amy Griffin. Taxi Driver is played by Jacob Leonard Smith. Bert is played by Alex Webb. Birdie is played by Claire Jacobs. Sophia is played by Verity Van Dams. Nanny Edith is played by Jackie Malore Gwyn. Rubina is played by Zakia Patel. Tom is played by Kevin Burton. Izzy is played by Emily Arluk. Paparazzo 1 is played by Jacob Leonard Smith. Paparazzo 2 is played by Robert Fleet. Waiter is played by Adam Weber. Partygoer is played by David Terry. Police Officer is played by Michael Chomiak. 
Rachel again. Don't forget to check out our two other shows, Vote for Love and Honeymoon for One. You can also follow us at Romcom Pods on Instagram to learn about our new project. Thanks for listening.